another bright and sunny Monday on the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. I went horseback riding over the weekend. Fantastic experience if you ever have a chance to do something like that, especially on a beach somewhere, then I would push for that kind of experience for yourself. You get to be all over the place. And even uh, I even galloped. How about that? I got uh, smacked in the ass a few times by the saddle until I realized I had to stand up. Uh, And if you do not work out your thighs, they will hurt afterwards. So uh, but I still love horseback riding anyway. Filler time until I got to what I was looking for. So the Nazis in the Ukraine. Oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. Did I mean to spill the beans about how there are there's a big Nazi problem in the Ukraine? In prior podcasts, I used to reference somebody called Gonzalo Lira, and he was uh, somebody that was reporting on the situation in the Ukraine from the Ukraine. So you can only imagine what the Gestapo was like. All of a sudden, he went missing, and he popped up today, uh, and it was just an abominable experience that the supposed glittering jewel of democracy that Biden and NATO are funding and keeping afloat uh, what they did to him is just a harrowing experience. And he wrote, right now, I'm about to try to get out of the Ukraine and seek asylum in Hungary. Either I'll cross the border and make it safely, or I'll be disappeared by Kiev. On May 1st, I was arrested from a YouTube video. By the way, he has made it into Hungary by the time I'm telling you this. The photos of my arrest are pretty funny. Morning bedhead made me look like a character out of Dr. Seuss. And he also posted uh, what the charge was. Uh, Zelensky's Ukraine is no democracy, Gonzalo says. It is a thieving, corrupt, murderous, gangster regime pretending to be a polite Western democracy. Once arrested, I was given uh, documentation assuring me that I was guaranteed the right to contact my lawyers and loved ones. In fact, I was blocked from calling anyone, even my lawyers, and I was not permitted to post bail, even though I had the cash. In other words, the formalities were carried out scrupulously scrupulously, while judicial and ethical grotesqueries ruled. That Zelensky's Ukraine would do this is hideous. That's what this thuggish regime cares about, the perception of democracy and the rule of law. Notice perception. That's why they relentlessly persecute anybody who tells the truth about the war. I'm not the only so-called propagandists they've thrown in prison. It's also why they shoot any AFU soldier, uh, so Ukrainian soldier that they rip off the streets, by the way, who dares retreat. That's why the AFU losses are so horrific, but hidden. As you can see by the indictment, the video I made that really chapped their ass was Ukraine, a primer, which gives the historical background to the conflict where I I state outright that this invasion wasn't out of the blue and was provoked by Kiev. Once inside of the prison, I was tortured in two of the four cells I was in by the other prisoners. Guards never beat the prisoner. What they do is they outsource that kind of behavior to the prisoners. Once prisoners actually apologized to me, telling me that he had no choice, I knew he wasn't lying, and I understood. I got a cracked rib in my first cell, but it wasn't too bad. 
from 1 p.m. on June 21st until 7 p.m. the next day, 30 hours, I was beaten and sleep-deprived. My arms twisted the wrong way and generally beaten pretty bad. I've taken a beating in my lifetime, so sure, it hurt like hell, but it was manageable. But then at one point, two thugs held my head and used a toothpick to scratch the whites of my left eye while asking me if I could still read if I had just one eye. And he said that was unnerving. That kind of scene reminds me of the silent film The Battleship Potemkin. Now, this isn't uh, Gonzalo talking. It's old Chris Michaels talking. Uh, Battleship Potemkin was a silent film, black and white, obviously. And they have one of the most harrowing scenes ever where they're doing just this. Uh, one of the characters has their eyes sliced, and the screenshot of that shows a razor approaching the camera lens, and then what they do is they cut an eye from um, from a cow that they chopped up for, for beef and stuff like that to portray it as though they're slicing the eyeball of somebody. It's one of the most—if you're, if you're a big-time black-and-white and silent film buff, it's one of the most— pivotal scenes in cinematic history if you ever get the chance to look at it i can't watch that film uh battleship potemkin um because of how realistic it is the whole idea behind battleship potemkin and the silent film uh genre is that it takes place during the communist revolution and basically a whole bunch of sailors have said enough is enough uh we're siding on the uh with the communists because of these reasons, and it shows why they did that, why the sailors did that, and the battleship basically flipped over to the communists. Important film to watch. I can't do it. It's I probably watched it once, but it's a very important film to watch. More unnerving than anything uh, you can see today in cinema because it actually uses real props like um, uh, like worms and stuff like that. But anyway, going back to Gonzalo, uh, near the end of the session... One of the thugs struck me in the chest so hard and so repeatedly that the beating left a yellow and green splotch dead center on my sternum. He was berated by the cell boss because he's left a mark on me, which is a no-no. Then as luck would have it, two days later, a senior guard came to give me a wellness check. And this was probably due to my efforts of uh, contacting the Chilean embassy. The U.S. embassy called me three times, but gave me nothing more but, quote-unquote, support, empty bromides. The guard told me to remove my shirt so he can look me over. He saw the bruising, but all he did was he said he checked on me. He did not report any of the bruising. This is all about perception. I was in prison because of my videos on YouTube. The videos are why the SBU arrested me and put me in CISO prison without bail. But as they investigated me and examined my computers and accounts, all of which they confiscated, the SBU realized that I'm not poor. Once they had me in prison for my videos, they took the opportunity to extort me. And using the guards as accomplices, who in turn used the prisoners as muscles, they ultimately took over a hundred thousand dollars from me i'm never seeing any of that back not even the bail money because i've decided to leave ukraine before my trial but here's the thing the conditions of my bail are that i have to wear an electronic monitor surrender my passports and not leave the city of kharkov 
much less the country. However, after getting out, I didn't get an ankle monitor, and they returned all of my passports. So this goes on for a little bit more, but the idea is this, that basically the Ukraine regime said, we don't want anybody to post anything on a social media outlet that is counter to our narrative, specifically counter to the U.S. narrative. So if you stay in this country a day longer you are going to be in trouble. So even though we've got all of this stuff against you, you have to wear uh, an electronic ankle monitor or whatever it is, or you surrender your passports and so on and so forth, we'll give it back to you, but you better make tracks. And like I said, uh, before I started the podcast, supposedly he has made it into Hungary and uh, maybe he'll stay there. Maybe he'll make it off to Till, uh, to Chile. I hope he does uh, because he was extremely important and uh, was a pretty good podcaster slash uh, YouTuber uh, that would actually speak the truth. But that's the problem these days. They don't want anybody to speak the truth. If you dare talk about what's going on in any nation, whether that's the United States or the Ukraine or anything else, you are deemed a seditionist. But in fact, the real problem stems from the fifth column in all of these nations, the fifth column being in the Ukraine, the United States and NATO, and God knows whatever else, and the fifth column being in the United States, more than likely uh, China, possibly Israel, possibly Turkey, if you look at where the money comes from. Um, but it's really, really damaging when you start to analyze these fifth columns, because over the weekend as well, coming from the Ukraine, they are reporting the massive amounts of organ tra uh, trafficking going on and supposedly there's video going around which i will not watch i can't i can't do that kind of thing uh of people uh, doctors and surgeons and so on and so forth in the ukraine uh basically chopping up babies and selling the organs to mainly israelis now i can't confirm whether that's yes or no this is all on the ground reporting you can look for it you can't look for it, it doesn't matter the point is is that this is not the first time i've heard about these things um and it, this isn't in the past year or so it's not the first time i've heard about this so the story goes which cannot or cannot be validated is that uh, you have organ trafficking vacationists or tourists that go around to each country and look at what kind of product they have. And Ukraine was one of those major hubs that was engaged in human trafficking and organ trafficking. What they would do is they would take children from all over Ukraine and basically chop them up and ship the organs elsewhere throughout the world. And supposedly, the Israelis were the coordinators in this effort. Now, I don't know the Israelis' names. I don't know if anybody has been actually arrested for this. Like I said, this is all reporting. It's not something new. Uh, you can go back to, I think it was 2012 or a couple of years ago, there was a major organ trafficking ring that was busted up in New Jersey, and it happened to have been uh, orchestrated by... Uh, a lot of, I think, Hasidic individuals uh, close to New York City. There was another one busted up in Colombia last week. Uh, there was an ICE document uh, that I posted on Twitter, and I wasn't allowed to post the DailyMail.co.uk article that I was referencing, so I had to actually find the ICE document uh, to post it over, and where it talks about how Colombia was engaged in human trafficking and organ trafficking, but the real people orchestra orchestrating the trafficking happened to have been uh, three Israelis. So 
you take for it what you will. I mean, you, you can't deny that you, there is some kind of Israeli connection with all of this. Uh, but it, it is what it is. You have to go looking for these people, and Ukraine seems to have been this main hub for organ trafficking. And I hope this kind of thing stops because it is a horrific, absolutely disgusting type of industry, but it's there. It's billions and billions of dollars worth of people uh, that are being trafficking, uh, trafficked. Uh, because of all of that. Now, that brings us to the fifth column. What's a fifth column? I've referenced it many times. Fifth column comes from Spain in the Spanish Revolution or the Spanish Civil War during the 30s. And basically, to sum it up, it's a group of people who undermine a larger group or nation from within. Doesn't that sound familiar? Usually in favor of an enemy group or another nation. Harris Malonis, by the way, I'm reading Wikipedia because this is a general topic. We don't have to worry about manipulating data in this case. Uh, Harris Malonis and Scott Ratnitz, fifth columns are domestic actors who work to undermine the national interest in cooperation with external rivals of the state. The activities of a fifth column can be overt or clandestine. Forces gathered in secret can mobilize openly and assist an external attack. This term is also extended to organized actions by military personnel. Clandestine fifth column activities can involve acts of sabotage, disinformation, espionage, and or terrorism executed within defensive lines by secret sympathizers or with an external force. Now, doesn't that sound like what we've been going through in the United States for the past six going on seven years? Doesn't this sound strikingly familiar? And I've brought this up quite a few times in the past, where if you've got people like Joseph Biden getting into office, knowing his family's criminality, and if you've got electronic voting machines, and you've got hundreds of thousands of ballots in battleground states miraculously showing up at 3 a.m. on election night, and you've got the data from the electronic voting machines being shot all across the world to different servers, like servers in Italy and Germany and China, and then that data being sent back to the United States to give official tallies, don't you think that that is some kind of fifth column making sure the United States is not at a position of strength? Look at COVID. Look at what COVID did to everybody. If we know anything about what I've spoken about, the PCR tests were inaccurate with a 97% false positivity rate. Uh, the mandates were hideously inaccurate, if not outright lies about, oh, masking, oh, six feet from one another. Oh, you need a vaccine. You need two vaccines. You need five boosters to go along with your life just so you can go back to hanging out with your friends, separating family. That's all meant to create discord and disconnection within American society. That is an extremely potent version of a psychological operation put together by who? Some kind of fifth column. Which brings us to Reedley, California in the central San Joaquin, uh, Joaquin Valley. 
And what did they find there? They found a Chinese bio lab. Now, what would they be doing over there? It was supposed to be an empty building, they reported, used only for storage, and it was home to a black market type of lab testing facility. Now, when this first broke, they were talking about how they were uh, generating PCR tests. So if you want to make things look bad, you've got to uh, tip the scales when it comes to PCR testing, right? And this comes from also yourcentralvalley.com. This is where the original report came from. Uh, and people walked in there, public health staff, they found blood and tissues, bodily fluids, serums, and thousands of vials of unlabeled fluids and bodily material, biological material. They found 900 genetically engineered mice engineered to catch and carry COVID-19 living in inhumane conditions. 773 of them were euthanized. And already uh, about 200 were dead. And so Reedley City Manager Nicole Zieba said, This is an unusual situation. I've been in government for 25 years. I've never seen anything like this. And then the County Health Office Assistant Director of Fresno, Joe Prado, said, I've never seen this in my 26-year career in the city of Fresno. The, Senate, the CDC tested the substances and detected 20 potentially infectious agents, including coronavirus, HIV, hepatitis, herpes. And they also found thousands of package boxes, many with shipping labels from China, with documents in them going to California. So what is going on here? Why would they find something like this? Now, here's the other thing you have to consider. This was essentially a lucky find. How many more types of buildings and labs are there in this country right now as we speak due to all of these nationals leaking across the Mexican-United States border? And how many of those people are actually intelligence operatives coming from other countries that don't want to see the United States as a challenger? Hello, China. And how many of these people are engaged in subversive activities, like a fifth column? If you want to make sure that an election doesn't happen, then what you do is you create some monumental emergency that basically stops the country in its tracks. And that's exactly what we're looking at here. And knowing how well embedded the Biden family is, and the Democrats are, with the Chinese government and probably Chinese intelligence, then you know full well that our political class, mostly on the Democrat side, along with Mitch McConnell and his hideous wife and her despicable family, are completely compromised by the Chinese government, which means that your elected class, your political officials— that take an oath of office to the Constitution of the United States are seditionists and more than likely part of a fifth column to subvert this country and subjugate this land for the Chinese to subdue. 
And it doesn't mean that the Chinese are going to stroll into San Francisco and Los Angeles with tanks and military and all of that. They don't have to do that. They've got the money to buy off the politicians and corrupt the intelligence agencies and the Department of Justice. That's what's really going on. Why fight a war when you can spend a couple billion bucks, a couple of million dollars, maybe a couple hundred hundred million dollars, to basically buy off a whole class of individuals within a strata of society. Why bullets? You don't need any of that. All you need is a massive pile of cash. But thankfully, somebody can read the writing on the wall, and I hope this goes somewhere. Dr. Fauci is in the hot seat because of an email, and Senator Rand Paul has officially made a Department of Justice criminal referral saying that Anthony Fauci, hook-nosed, beady-eyed thief and criminal, lied while under oath concerning the gain-of-function research in Wuhan. Specifically, Anthony Fauci sent an email to Garrett Gregg—I can't read that, something or the other, Brian Harrison, also Larry something and Robert Kedlick. Because the reason why I can't read it is because there's a watermark over it, and that watermark is extremely obnoxious. Anyway, uh, he writes a long-winded email uh, involving Francis Collins and everything else. But the important part to all of this email, which contradicts everything Dr. Fauci has said, is this. The suspicion was heightened, being the the suspicion of the release of COVID, right, was heightened by the fact that scientists in Wuhan University are known to have been working on gain-of-function experiments to determine the molecular mechanisms associated with bat viruses adapting to human infection. And the outbreak originated in Wuhan. In other words, Dr. Fauci knew that this was probably a lab leak of some type. And he knew where the lab leak originally occurred from. He knew the epicenter of the supposed COVID scourge. And it was in Wuhan. Why? At this point, we know that Dr. Fauci was funneling the cash in specific areas all across the world to research this kind of weapon of mass destruction. So this is what I'm talking about as a fifth columnist. Anthony Fauci's example of coming before the American people to interfere in an election, to lock down society, to make sure somebody like Donald Trump is not put into office again, to make sure that the next phase of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset is put into place through mandates, through new governmental controls where rogue governors all across this country were exercising extra constitutional powers and they would not give up these powers unless sued in court where businesses were violating HIPAA laws, were threatening people. If they do not get an experimental injection, you will not have your job. Where they made families so paranoid that they were not allowed to see each other during holidays, or they were so paranoid that they wouldn't see family members unless they got the experimental gene therapy prophylactic injection. This is what I'm talking about. People like Dr. Fauci, more than likely people like Adam Schiff and Swalwell and Feinstein and 
Mitch McConnell, these kinds of individuals do not pledge their allegiance to the United States of America. They belong to a globalist camp. Transnationals coming from all walks of life throughout Europe, throughout Asia, that want to see society as a whole across this planet subjugated and microchipped with a central banking digital currency and carbon credits that only allow them to spend so much within a certain distance of their home, and they're only allowed to travel certain distances from their home X amount of times per year. Otherwise, we have the deplorables crawling across this planet, and we mustn't have that. There needs to be a new paradigm in this country, and we need to let this paradigm be unleashed starting now and into the 2024 election cycle. And voting harder isn't going to cut it. That's going to be it for me. It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. You know what to do. Like me, find me, share me, so on and so forth. At this point, you know every place you can look high and low to see your lovable fuzzball Chris Michaels.